Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. I'm your host, Richard Powell. This is another episode of Alumni Sports, in particular, the College Football Championship preview and prediction. And I do have a special guest. His name is Zeb Long, and we'll be diving into the game. Obviously, it is tonight. It is 7.30 p.m. Eastern time kickoff, Georgia versus TCU. Georgia was a 13.5-point favorite, now 12.5, over under 63. Keep in mind, TCU is 10-3-1 against the spread this year, while Georgia is an even 500 at 7-7. And with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, sorry about that, I do have Zeb Long speaking. Zeb, why don't you tell everybody about yourself a little bit and how we came to this uh, conclusion? Yeah, man. So I'm like you. I'm a, I'm a ECU pirate, just like Richard. We we met pretty pretty dang randomly at the. It was actually at the ECU NC State game. Just kind of ended up in the same section and happened to to be cheering for a couple of different couple of the same plays. And we were like, man, we're we're enjoying this. So ended up becoming buds, and then it turned out kind of some small world stuff. Happened to have a lot of the same mutual friends and everything. So, so started a cool friendship, man, but had a, had a great experience at ECU. I, I graduated in 2016, did a, did a couple of different sports media things there and stuff. And, uh, and I think what you got going on is awesome, man. I really appreciate you letting me hop on today. Yeah. Always a pleasure. Definitely. And, uh, I know, so you did tell me about the ECU Barstool account that you, uh, help at least start or to you know continue using and um and you did do some what was it some sports reporting whatnot yeah also you had some experience doing that too yeah that's kind of how i started out um it was i guess probably my junior senior year there was an internship that came available was with inside ecu sports so it was through scout.com so mostly what i was doing was recruiting interviews so it would be somebody would come take their their official visit or whatever and then i would hit them up on twitter and interview them and kind of that kind of thing and then once the season started it was a lot of just like in-game live tweeting you know post-game reports that kind of stuff so it was really just kind of a cool cool intro to the business in general because kind of on the outside looking in until you get in there and really see how it works you don't really you don't really know i don't know it was just a really cool way of of doing that and networking and everything so Cool experience there. And then <clears throat> I guess right around the time that was wrapping up, Barstool was trying to launch this program. It's called like the Viceroy program. So what they were trying to do was have every college across the country kind of develop their own platform, their own social media brand specifically for that college. So they were looking for an ECU person. They already had a Twitter, but the Twitter didn't really have much going on, but needed somebody to start that thing and, and get it moving and it was just the right timing. I just finished the inside ECU sports stuff. So the interview went good and took it and ran. I mean, we, we, the Twitter kind of started blowing up. The Instagram is really kind of what really took off was just all those wild videos of people, you know, just being drunk, falling down and stuff like that. Obviously we kept it relevant to football and stuff too. And, and baseball sports in general, but, but it was a lot of just wild DMS and pictures of ladies and stuff. But, uh, but yeah, cool experience, and, and it's been really cool to see that just like take off and, and start becoming what it is. Man, I think it's got like sixty something thousand followers now, so it was it was cool stuff. Right, cool, cool, cool. Well, yeah, like I said, I, I'm sure I was um, involved in some of those videos or whatnot. So yeah. who knows what it was? But those uh, a few years ago, to say the least. So we won't bring those back up. But let's go ahead and talk about the matchup. So, like I said, we have Georgia versus TCU. So obviously. 
getting here, you know, TCU upset at Michigan. If I'm not mistaken, Michigan was a seven and a half point favorite. And Georgia, right when the ball was dropping, I was in downtown Charleston watching New Year's, but at the same time, the 50 yard field goal kick from Ohio State went as soon as that ball dropped, too. So I was paying more attention to that. But obviously, as we know, Ohio State ended up missing it. So that's how we got to this point. Now, when it comes to TCU, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you this. Uh, you know, we're both from North Carolina, or whatnot, but I'm getting kind of a cardiac pack, like NC State type vibe to this. How TCU, the first ever uh, unranked preseason team ever to make it to the championship, and you know, I, you know that this could have an upset ri- upset ridden all over it. And like I said, I know TCU is a current 12 and a half point underdog, but I mean, what's your what's your thoughts on this? I mean, I to my knowledge, I haven't really seen anything like this since the college football playoff has even you know started. Yeah, man, it's it's pretty wild. I mean, like that's exactly right. And the way college football is laid out in today's age, like for them to make that from being preseason unranked is pretty insane. I mean, just to kind of go through the gauntlet and, and go through all they did. I mean, if you look back at their games too and just look at the scores, I mean, they were in so many close games. I mean, that's kind of a you know, for better or for worse, right? Maybe they're playing to their competition a little bit, but, you know, they're probably in some close games that shouldn't have been close, kind of looking at where they're at now. But, I mean, just the fact, yeah, to, to be able to, to pull that season off. I mean, first-year head coach, too. I mean, what in the world's going on there? It's just pretty, pretty wild. So, yeah, definitely some some cardiac pack stuff going on. It's it's, it's pretty cool to see a, a true, like, David and Goliath going into the, going into the championship, for sure. Yeah, like, the pretty cool thing about it, so – and you kind of alluded to it. So Sonny Dykes, this is his first year at TCU. Of course, he, you know, he coached previously SMU, then Cal. I don't know if you know this, but he did inherit Nick Foles, which obviously was the last high, high end prospect to come out of Cal. And obviously he's playing for the Detroit Lions right now. Uh, but then Louisiana Tech and prior to that. But he is the son of a famous coach. So it's Sonny Dykes, and his dad's name is Spike Dykes, something with the wild names, especially with the S's. But um, Sonny, he was a college baseball player at Texas Tech, and his first job coaching was baseball in high school. So it's kind of ironic how he got into the football realm. Obviously, I'm sure his dad helped him in ways and growing up in that family, knowing how things run. But so from that to then, you know, like I said, a first-time coach at TCU because Gary Patterson was there for about 20, 21 years, helped him come out of the Mountain West Conference with Ladanian Thomason to power five relevancy. And now, you know, he's playing versus Kirby Smart, um, a high-end um, sought-after Nick Saban assistant that obviously came to Georgia looking for a back-to-back championship. This will be the first time since 2011 to 2012 that, uh, Al, you know, that they had a back-to-back champion, which was Alabama then. So is it interesting to say the least, just like the different dynamics, obviously with the coaches and how everything's come about. And I think one thing about that too, so Max Duggan, which within this game, as you know, there's both Heisman finalists in this game. So Stetson Bennett, obviously with Georgia, and then Max Duggan, also with TCU. But Stetson, you know, came as a walk-on, uh, originally left and came back, ended up, you know, last year. It was about can he make the enough plays to win the game for Georgia. Now this year, it's you know against Mich or um, I guess Ohio State, he had to throw the ball to win that game because the defense let over 345 yards for C.J. Stroud, Ohio State. And uh, they're running over their, uh, I think Georgia was number one at 77 yards rushing allowed in defense. It was well over 102. So, you know, 
now the confidence is in the quarterback, but now it's just can the defense uh, produce enough uh, enough turnovers? While for TCU, Max Duggan, he started out as a backup. He played three years prior. Starter ended up uh, coming out third quarter, and he never looked back. Obviously, they won every single game, minus the Kansas State game, the championship, which was obviously controversial. But um, now with this being said, though, about injury, so TCU, Kendry Miller, they're leading back right at 1,400 yards, rushing and 17 touchdowns. He is 50-50 to play this game. Now the back of quarterback or running back, excuse me, came in against uh, Michigan, ran for 150 yards, performed well against the Michigan team that was top five, such as Georgia. So I'm banking on him probably playing the Kendry Miller just because it is a championship game. Give it all you got. But I don't know if you have any, any uh, updates on that and what your take is on like what the scheme should be for TCU to somehow win this game. Yeah, man. I mean, you got to think if they're going to, they're going to play in the national championship. You think they think they said, I saw it in the, on that article. It was like, yeah, he's going to try to warm up. It's like, bro, he's going to, he's probably going to try to, he's going to give it a go for sure. I would imagine, but you never know. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, either one though, I saw that, you know, their backup had a lot of success too. I mean, I think they're, they're going to be fine there. I mean, I, I'm really interested to see, you know, Quentin Johnson and stuff too. I mean, I was, I really didn't have him on my radar as much until I saw obviously what he did against Michigan. Then I started going back and watching highlights and I was like, Oh my gosh, this guy kind of has it all. You know, I mean, I think that's going to be a big point for them is, is going to be getting him involved. I mean, I think, from what I saw, they have a couple other pretty good receivers too. So they kind of got a, a decent trio with him kind of kind of leading the way. So, you know, I, I, I saw what Ohio State was able to do, especially early. I mean, they were giving they were giving Georgia a real, real problem through the air. I mean, this this offense looks like they, they could do that as well. So so yeah, I'm I'm really excited to kind of watch those matchups and see what he can do. Right, yeah, and you did allude to it. So Quentin Johnson is the leading receiver for TCU. So a thousand sixty-six yards receiving, six touchdowns. He also had right around one hundred fifty yards receiving, also last game. And for Georgia, so for Georgia, they're definitely more of a. They have a three-person running back room where they all run and share carries with. So running the ball down your throat and playing great defense is what Georgia is. What that's what they want to do. They don't want ideally to have Stetson win the game for them, but he has proven it. Like he, like I said, he pro, he proved it against Ohio State, as it was a high scoring affair, anyways. And but when it comes to receiving, though, Brock Bowers, I've been saying, I think Brock is the best tight end in college football. So 790, 790 yards, receiving six touchdowns, the leading receiver for Georgia, true sophomore, doing all that. And it's just gonna, we'll see what happens on, you know, will the corrections, uh, what what kind of miscues are going to happen. And I don't know if you knew this, but I mean, chime in if you want, but uh, TCU, I know prior to this game or prior to the Michigan game, they were their top 20 and turnovers produced. And they had three players over three interceptions that themselves that had. Uh, and now, I mean, it, it kind of ended up showing up for Michigan because they, they had two pick sixes against Michigan. And again, Michigan is kind of similar to Georgia actually very similar in my opinion because they don't want J.J. McCarthy to throw the ball. They want to run and play defense, similar to Georgia. So Stetson, more experience than J.J. McCarthy, a little bit more competent, more age, more experience. So that is going to be a different ball game for TCU coming in, but it's going to come down to TCU's defense 
And can they hold another game versus the big power five? Well, they're power five, but big SEC down south football. And like I said, you know, time will tell on that, say the least. And obviously, you know, TC surprised everybody. It surprised myself. I was telling my friends, I even said my pat my past uh, podcast, you need to do Michigan minus seven and a half. No, no doubt. And then Mich- uh, then Georgia minus five and a half. And I was really on that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, and then look at us right here. Cause I did have a friend that chimed in last time and he said that for the playoffs, only three out of the last 16, excluding what happened the previous week, only three of the 16 playoff teams, uh, the outcome was within one possession. And there was just two off, off the bat right there. So we'll see what happens. But let's go ahead and let's get into our predictions or whatnot. Uh, now, I think. Man, this is really tough. You know what? Uh, hey, Zeb, I'll, I'll let you talk, uh, go first on this. I got to think more in detail. <laughs> all right. Yeah, I'll take it. I'll take it. Yeah. I mean, I've been, I've been kind of going back and forth all week, honestly. Like my mind, my mind obviously says just like last week, my mind told me, yeah, Georgia dominates. They're going to run the ball. They're going to just hold the ball all game. Kirby's going to do his thing. But, you know, I just, my gut's not letting me bet against TCU after watching, watching them play against Michigan, honestly. And then going back and retroactively, discovering them the way I did watching highlights and stuff from the year. Uh, I mean, I just think their offense keeps them in it enough to keep things interesting. Um, you know, the, the na- national championship games, big games in general are just clunky, man. I feel like right at the start, there's always just some weird clunk- clunky plays and, and you know, who's going to be able to take advantage of that. I just think they they have enough to keep it interesting. Um, you know, I, I think their offense is going to keep it, keep them in it. You never know. There, there could be one big play away from from changing the game if, if Stetson starts making some mistakes and stuff. But you know, at the end of the day, I, I do, I do think TCU is going to cover. Um, got Georgia taking it outright, but I, I think TCU hangs in there and, and shows people why they're why they're there. Now, would you take a money line bet? It's plus three fifty right now. TCU. I'm not touching that. <laughs> I'm not touching the money line bet for TCU. No, nah, I would. I would have to take the dogs there. I, I, that's interesting, though. I mean, it's 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 interesting to peek at, but no, nah, I think I think Georgia holds on for this one for sure. Over under sixty three. What do you think? Man, sometimes sometimes an over almost seems like too good to be true, and and that was kind of what I was kind of worried about here, to be honest with you, but. I, I think both teams find a way to put up a ton of points in this. I mean, both defensive kind of defenses have some some leaky spots, and I think I think well coached teams they're going to find a way to, to to score some points. So I'm cool with the over on this one. I feel feel pretty dang comfortable with it for for sure. All right. Well, that being said, I'll go give my spill on it. So yeah, it's going to be. I'm going to take TCU on the spread. So plus twelve and a half right now. And why I'm thinking this is because I just think there's something with momentum. And, you know, you know, when it came down to the loss of Kansas State, people were saying some, I believe that they didn't deserve to be in the final four. That's my opinion. But that's also another discussion. So them coming in at number three seed still think they just wanted to come and prove a point of, you know, we can hang with the big dogs. Um, no pun intended with Georgia. But, um, so yeah, I think, I don't think TCU is going to win, but I do think TCU plus 12 and a half on um, the over under, I'm going to do the over on this. Cause I just think TCU, they can get some big plays when it comes down to 
Uh, Quentin Johnson, I mean, hell, even Ohio State, they let C.J. Stroud throw for about 345, 350 yards. So Max Duggan could do it on, in the air, but he also could do it on the legs. He's more of an elusive runner than Stetson also. Uh, but it'll come down to that ground game to start out, and I think that TCU will get some momentum going. So, um, like I said, over I'm going to uh, I'm going to do over for the 63 point, and my score prediction I'm going to go an extra step with this. I'm going to go 38 Georgia, 31 TCU. I think they'll get a field goal in there, uh, but yes, that's that's why I think so. I do believe TCU will cover, but again, Georgia will be the first back to back champion, in my opinion. And also Zebs, it looks like. <laughs> yeah, my final score, I went 38-27, so I'm just just under you. But, yeah, I think – I mean, I think they're going to hang in there and make it fun, dude. I, I think we're in for a for a, a very enjoyable national championship. Always one to look forward to. Right, right. Yeah, so wait, where were you uh, – so wait, wait, are you going to be in – oh, by the way, Zeb, Zeb's in Charlotte right now. So, yeah. Zeb, you're going to be, what, out in the bar in Charlotte? Or what, what yeah, are you doing? I'll probably go to uh, – so, Selwyn Pub is a well, just a great sports bar in general but it's a it's a great georgia bar and i've got a couple buddies here who are georgia fans so i'll probably try to go over there if i can get in honestly i think there might even be a dang wait list for that but um yeah either there just maybe bounce around bounce around south and somewhere and see what, what's going on where are you going to be yeah so now yeah, i'm back in tampa so uh they got they got a place called soho it's definitely not as uh you know um uh, luxurious and posh as soho up in new york but it's just uh you know good old bars multiple of them down there so i'll be i'll be holding it down in tampa keep an eye out on it and uh we'll see how it's a 7 30 game so i mean i'm not expecting it to last till midnight but who knows we'll see but at a, ta- uh, at a tailgateless sofi stadium how crazy is that <laughs> yeah that's it that? that yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard about that. There's a lot. Of, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's out on the West Coast. You can't, you can't, uh, you can't have any surprises out there. But uh, <laughs> that's uh, it. Yeah, no, nah, it's it's whatever. But it's not like it is down south, to say the least. But cool. But hey, Zeb, I appreciate you, uh, you know, coming on and giving your thoughts on this. And like I said, it's uh, I think it's a great way to go out for the college football season. And you know, moving forward, I will be talking about college basketball uh, coming up. And obviously, March Madness will be approaching very soon here in two months. So, like I said, appreciate you turning up or actually taking the time to, uh, you know, speak with me and, uh, you know, let everybody know, else know your thoughts. I mean, hell, I've had people from out of the country tune in from Lebanon and Turkey, the country. So, yeah, man, I, I really appreciate you hopping on. I think this is awesome, man. When you were telling me about it at the Birmingham Bowl, I was I was all about it. So, yeah, uh, anytime I'd love to I'd love to hop on anytime and. Let's plan some some ECU football trips for next year and make it fun. Gotcha. Yeah, that's right. Last last thing. Since he, I gotta mention some since he mentioned that. So I do I booked my flight to the EC versus Michigan game September Go. the second. And with that being said, so I am going to do four. It's gonna be four game days I want to go to and check out experience, whether it's gonna be a Oklahoma or Notre Dame or LSU or something like that. But the first one will be at Michigan, the big house. ECU just so happens to be there. But in the entire football landscape, I'm going to check out three other stadiums and environments and check out the nightlife and all that good stuff. So uh, if y'all got any ideas, let me know. Uh, but other than that, Zeb, I appreciate you so much tuning in and we're not tuning in, but, um, you know, providing your input on that. And like I said, appreciate it again. Anytime, brother. Have a good one. All right. You too. Well, you heard it here, folks. TCU plus 12 and a half. 
everybody let me know what y'all's takes are on this whether you think we're right or wrong love to hear the other opinions and next monday at 7 a.m will be the other podcast again we are going more into college basketball moving forward as the season for football concludes everybody have a great rest of the week and let's check out this game tonight at 7 30 appreciate as always till then